welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about sort of a few tips and tricks on how to plan a new vehicle project for overlanding. If you're not familiar with the channel, if you're new to the channel, welcome. Um, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I've had an Xterra for the last like four and a half, five years. Love that truck. It's been fantastic. It finally got to a point where the maintenance was kind of catching up with me a little bit and it was going to be a great deal of money to fix that. I decided just to jettison that project and start a new one because I had kind of maxed that out, to be honest. And I was excited to just kind of do exactly what we're going to be talking about in this episode, which is planning a new project. So I'm going to walk you through kind of how to prioritize, how to come up with a budget, and you know what to focus on, like functionality, intentionality, how to be more intentional with your build so you're not just randomly buying stuff. Um, so this should save you money, it should save you time, and it should help you be more effective with your vehicle build so you can not fall into the pitfalls that I've fallen into myself in the past. Um, so let's dive into that and let's go deep on this topic. All Things Overlanding is brought to you by some fantastic companies. You should definitely check out the description and click through their links to see all the awesome stuff they offer. Companies like Red Arc for all your overlanding power management needs. Last US Bag, tons of amazing quality overlanding bags. Rugged Bound Supply Company, rooftop tents, awnings, roof racks, and more. And Northology Overland, guided overlanding trips and a free overlanding magazine. So the first part of this episode, as I mentioned, planning a new project, we're going to talk about priorities. Um, and what I mean by that is, I know for a fact on my last project, I'd never done overlanding before. I bought a bone stock 2005 Nissan Xterra, great, great truck. And I, before I even bought it, when I had actually gone and test driven it and the guy had said, it's yours, give me a check. Um, I actually went home, hopped on Amazon, eBay, all over the place, and I started ordering parts before I ever even drove the truck to my house, right? And that was not the best way to do that because I had a lot of wasteful spending. I bought things that I ended up then totally changing further down the road. Some of them worked out okay and were a good budget alternative to buying a more expensive thing up front. But again, you got to be able to prioritize. You need to actually think through your entire build um, before you just start buying parts or gear. Um, and again, this isn't meant to be like, hmm, I'm not trying to like be mad at anybody if you've done it this way. I'm saying I've done it this way. I'm just trying to pass on some information, some things that I've learned that will maybe save you some time and some money, right? So let's think about priorities a little bit. I'm going to just kind of go through things in kind of priority list, priority order of what I'm going to do on my build. I'm going to explain why they're in that order. And then I'm going to talk about why you may or may not want to do them in that order. Okay. So again, keep in mind, a list is going to be, the list of priorities is going to be different per person, per build, per location, per type of overlanding that you want to do. There's so many factors that go into it that you can't just say, well, Fletch said he's going to do lifting tires, shelter, power, cooking. Those are his order, right? That's his, his stuff he's going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, you could, but it may not be the right order for you. Um, so let's start with my first thing. So first, the first thing that I generally do, and part of why I bought this new vehicle is it was pre-modified. So it is already built in a way that would be beneficial for the type of overlanding that I do. But some of the first things I think about are lift and tires. Lift and tires are super important for me because I live in the Midwest. So a lot of the stuff that I'm going to tackle is going to be like the Daniel Boone Backcountry Byway, land between the lakes down in Kentucky. Um, I've been to West Virginia a time or two with some pretty cool trails out there. 
up north in Michigan. Not super, super technical, but some really pretty stuff, some big water crossings, some rocky stuff that you have to climb. Um, so definitely, you know, a lift in tires is my first step to get the truck up a little bit so I can put bigger tires on it, get to more places, right? That's my focus. Now, where this wouldn't make sense, right, is if you are in a primarily flat, like gravel, um, country area that has national forests with just like forest roads, right, that are not super tricky. Technically, actually, if I only stayed in Indiana, I could do this in a, in a Toyota Prius for sure. It's just gravel roads. There's no trails in Hoosier National Forest where I go. There's just nothing. Um, but again, in my case, I like to travel a little ways. I like to, I want to go to the Ozarks next year. Like those are places that you have to be ready to tackle if you're going to go down some of those trails. So I wanted to have as capable of a vehicle as possible. So for me first, lift and tires. Now again, on the current truck that I've got, it's already got like a two and a half inch lift with rad flows up front. And I think Old Man Emu Leafs packs in the rear. Um, and then it's got 35 inch tires on it and it's tight and swapped, which not a Nissan person just means the full-size Nissan Titan underpinnings are underneath of this mid-size Frontier platform. So again, I bought this vehicle because it's already lifted, which saves me time, saves me effort, saves me money, and I can get out on the trails and I can start going. Um, I will be doing an episode here in the near future on, you know, what to kind of look for and what to watch out for when you're buying uh, used overlanding rigs. So that will be something that's coming up. So if, if you are watching this video or listening to this on the podcast, definitely check in the future here in the next few weeks to see that episode as well, if that helps you if you're looking for a vehicle right now. So then next, so after I've got my sort of my lift and my tires set up, I know that I can get to most places that I need to get to. You know, you could definitely go into the armor, sliders, bumpers, that kind of thing. Recovery is also huge. Um, what I recommend for this stuff, though, is putting it all in a spreadsheet, right? That's what I do. Put it all on a spreadsheet. Think about what you want to do in the future. Think about, so like make a column for what you want to do, like what the mod is, why you want to do it, and then prioritize it. Um, because all those things are important, right? Again, on my truck that I bought, I bought it partially because it's mostly built. It's got armor. It's got bumpers. It's got a winch. It's got a rear swing out with, you know, a couple D-ring mounts on the back of it. It is pretty much ready to go. So that saves me the time of having to build it. But if you're building yours, then, you know, you want to think about those things. Is recovery more important than armor? Are you less worried about hitting a rock and more worried about mud, right? Should you have better recovery stuff before you have more armor? Um, think about the priorities of those and, and then make a list and then you can you can move things around if you need to as you go. But, you know, you just kind of got to think about all that. So that's kind of the first part there. Next, I'm thinking about shelter for me. I mean, you know, it's I'm an overlander. I'm not a rock crawler. So I'm thinking, do I want a rooftop tent? Do I want a ground tent? Do I want a hammock? Do I want to sleep in the bed of the truck? Um, currently, the way that the truck is set up, I've got a rack on the back and I've got my rooftop tent up on top of there. I'm pretty happy with that setup. Um, but I have been really tempted to look at like, Sleeping in the bed, right? Putting a cap on it because you want to talk about quick setup. It doesn't get much quicker than opening the back of the truck, climbing in and closing the door and you're sleeping, you know? Um, so I do love that idea quite a bit. So who knows? In a year or two, maybe that's what I change to. Maybe I get rid of the rooftop tent, get rid of the rack, get some sort of a cap. I don't know, right? Like I'm just, these are ideas that are popping into my head, but I'm thinking about them. And before I start buying anything or changing anything with my setup, you know, the first thing I need to do with this truck is as soon as it's fixed, which will be you know, which should have just happened, actually, um, then I'm going to take as many trips as possible, as quickly as possible to sort of sort out my my gear, sort out my kitchen setup, sort out everything and figure out, you know, what my priorities should be for future modifications. Um, so shelter is one that's really important, right? If you're going overlanding, you're going camping, you're going to need to figure that out. Again, go out and do it with what you got a few times, and then you'll quickly learn what you like and what you don't like. Um, next for me would be power. So I've got a lot of power needs. I've got a refrigerator that I use. Um, 
I've got a bunch of drone and camera gear that I charge all the time. My phone, my watch, you know, Apple Watch, got to charge that thing every night. Um, I've got kids, so when they come, they bring iPads and electronics like that. We've got lights. We've got just all kinds of power needs. So for me, that's a big, a big thought. That's why I'm gonna, I'm moving over from the Xterra. I actually never got it mounted before, um, but my Red Arc system. I've got a Red Arc a Red Vision system that is coming from the Xterra to the Frontier that will handle all my power management needs. I've got an AGM Odyssey AGM deep cycle battery. I'll put a link in the description below. And then I also bought, and it was actually really affordably priced. Like I think it was under 500 bucks. A 100 amp hour, uh, or watt hour, amp hour, watt hour, uh, lithium battery, like car battery, class 24 battery. So I'll put a link in that, in the description to that too. But that's going to be my dual battery setup. So the Red Arc is going to run all that stuff. It's going to keep everything topped off. Um, in the Frontier, when we had to tear down the engine because of the, the timing chain guide problems, um, we actually upgraded the starter, upgraded the alternator. So now I've got 130 amp instead of 110 amp. So that's nice. I'm going to be charging everything quicker. Um, so yeah, so power is definitely a big one for me. So in my mind, lifting wheels, get me out there, get me a good traction, you know, maybe recovery and or armor after that. Then followed by shelter. How am I going to sleep? What's my setup with the truck? Um, then power. How am I going to power all this stuff? I'm going to keep my fridge running. If I had a diesel heater, how do I keep my diesel heater running all night without worrying about killing my battery? That sort of stuff is next for me. Um, and then last, sort of like cooking, water, fuel, you know, how do you carry all the stuff you need to cook, you know, the water that you need to clean and or cook, that sort of stuff. Again, it's a new build for me, right? I had an SUV before. I kind of had it all figured out. Um, I had a, a gas can mount on the back of my truck. I had um, all my cooking stuff goes in a bag. I had two drawers and a drawer system. Now I've got a deck system in my Frontier. So I've just got to think like, how is this different from what I had before. Am I going to cook on the tailgate? If so, I need sort of like a mountain hatch style flat surface to use, which I think I'm going to be making my own. So if you want to see that, stay tuned. That'll be coming up here before too long. Once the truck is running or since the truck is running, because this is probably airing after that. Anyways, um, so yeah, cooking and that sort of stuff. It, it's so important because there's just so much gear that goes into it, right? I mean, I've got my huge Last US Bags Happy Camper that has all my gear in it. I've got I've got just tons of stuff, a grill, propane, you know, all that stuff that goes with it. So that is a big thought for me on how that's all going to lay out, where it's going to go, how I'm going to make room, how I'm going to get to my fridge in the back of a truck instead of an SUV where I had a slider, right? Um, so tons of cool things to think about there. But again, make a list, make a spreadsheet, write out what it is, why you want to do it, and prioritize it. But that is, you know, priorities and how to kind of make priorities. So hopefully that's helpful. All right, so next part, budgeting. Um, you know, once you figured out your priorities, sort of the next step is you need to think about your budget. Now, there are a few ways to do this. I tend to not think about my budget, which has sort of been my problem in the past. And then I look back and I go, oh, crap, I spent a thousand bucks this month and my wife is going to kill me, right? Don't do that. Don't do it that way. Use that same spreadsheet. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of spreadsheets, if you, if you can't tell. Um, I would use that same spreadsheet and I would either... Break it down into multiple tabs at the bottom that say something like, you know, your priorities, right? Like lift and tires or lift, wheels and tires. Um, put them in priority order and then think about your budget for each one. Do some research. Put in multiple options, right? Um, that's what I did with wheels and tires. I was looking at the level eights. I was looking at some steelies. I was looking at a bunch of different things when I made my wheel and tire decision on my last truck. And I weighed out the pros and cons. I weighed out the, the cost. And then I made a decision based on that. 
Um, so, you know, you can do the same thing with all gear, right? I will put a tag up here to a video I did not too long ago that is about how to like figure out the cost of overlanding gear. I think that might be really helpful if you're kind of in this budgeting phase. So definitely check out that video. Also in the description of that video is a link to a spreadsheet that I made that you can download or make a copy of to Google Docs that will help you kind of lay this stuff out from a budgeting standpoint and figure out if it costs X, Y, Z, how long do I have to keep it before it makes sense for me on like a month by month cost range, right? It's like if you spend 500 bucks on something and it should last you for three years, how much per month does that actually cost and does that make sense to you, right? Like what I pointed out in that video was, for instance, like if you bought a $3,000 rooftop tent, but you only go overlanding, camping like three times a year, two times a year, your cost per trip is really, really high, right? Like your cost per trip is huge. So is it worth it? Should you not just get like a really nice gazelle ground tent for like 400 bucks and, and then you could use it elsewhere. It's not tied to the vehicle. It's not keeping you from getting your vehicle in the garage potentially or being something that you have to remove and, and reattach every time you want to go camping. Um, so all that stuff ties into that video and that will help with budgeting as well. Um, but so again, you could do the tabs across the bottom of your own spreadsheet. You could put them in priority order and then you could come up with a budget or you can come up with a total budget, right? I do that sometimes too. Um, I've done this with my wife before thinking about like the house. We just bought a new house a few months ago and and we were thinking like we need to redo the basement. We need to do a project in the garage to build, you know, tool benches and stuff like that. So we have room to store our tools and places to do projects and work on the truck or she does woodworking stuff. Um, and I was like, let's just come up with our total budget that we want to spend on upgrades for the house. And then let's break that up by project, right? Like let's make a guesstimate at what we think each will cost. And then let's try and stick to that. Or better yet, if we can save some money and maybe shave some off of this thing, then we could put more money into the basement remodel, for instance. It's the same way with vehicles, right? Just if you look at your overall budget and say, I've got, you know, I bought this vehicle for 15 grand and I'm going to spend another five grand in modifications. Then it's just about taking those priorities, assigning a value to them, and then making sure it fits within your budget, right? Okay, so that's kind of how I handle budgeting, right? Either taking the whole and then breaking it up along the, the things or coming up with a budget that you want to spend on each thing. And then you can figure that out in your own life. Like how much extra money do I have every month? Like let's say you want to buy a $1,500 set of wheels and tires. You know, if you have $500 in disposable income every month, then you know you got to save for three months before you can buy that thing, right? So very common sort of like typical budgeting stuff, but in overlanding, it's important to use your priorities to then influence your budgeting and then use that budgeting to buy what you need. All right, so the third part of this episode is gonna be on functionality and intentionality. And I'm glad that you're here with me because I kind of think this influences the first two things. I think this has a lot to do with your priorities and your budget. And I like using this as like a lens to look at those things through. So what I mean by functionality and intentionality is Again, I've said this a million times before we even dive into this piece. Get out with what you got. Try it, try it, try it. You don't just have to go once. Don't go once and then come home and say, I need a rooftop tent and I need this and I need that and I need a crazy beaver shovel and I need, you know, like, don't go out there and see all the things that you could use, but go out, see where the real big holes in your setup are. Like if you, if you have a terrible night's sleep because you're in a tent and you brought an inflatable mattress and it deflated, that's a big priority. That's a bigger priority than lockers. Like you got to camp right? You didn't get stuck. You made it to camp. Everything was fine, but your sleep sucked. To me, that's priority number one from that trip. And then you can optimize that. Um, I've gone through the same thing many, many times. I went and I was a hammock camper for a couple years and I loved it. And hammocks are great, but I really like to go in the fall and winter. And then I started to get really cold, right? And I could have solved with like an under quilt and that sort of stuff. But at the time I was like, you know what? I just would rather have like a tent or something. So I went to a tent 
put a heater in the tent with me, um, slept on the ground. It was awful. Learned really quick. I hate sleeping on the ground. My back hurts. I don't sleep worth a crap. So then I bought a cot. I moved up to a cot. And that was okay. It was better. And then I was like, well, I need like memory foam or something because like it's still hurting my back. So I got a couple inches of like really cheap memory foam, put that on top of the cot. And then it was great. I actually slept really, really good. And I was happy with that for like a year, year and a half. And then I was like, okay, but there's so much stuff, right? I'm bringing this cot that folds down in this long, you know, bag. I've got this memory foam that's huge and takes up a ton of room. I've got my sleeping bag that's huge. I've got all this stuff and it was taking up like the whole back seat of my SUV. And then I was like, I can't even take my kids with me because I have so much gear for myself just to sleep. That's when I decided to move to a rooftop tent, right? So like, as you go through this, you got to think about the functionality and you have to be intentional with your choices, right? Like I am very easily swayed by advertising and new gear and things that I see. And I'm like, Ooh, I need that. And I, and if I really thought about it and I said, well, why do you need that? The answer would be, cause it's cool. Like I, I, I don't actually need it. A uh, good example. I'll put a tag up here to it. I bought a knife. That's also a pry bar. I've never used that ever, ever. I won't. I, I don't even know. I don't even carry it with me. I don't know what I would use it for, but I saw it and it was not that expensive. And I was like, dude, this is so cool. I have to have this. So if you need a pry bar that also has a knife on it, check this out, go get it. It's cool. I don't. And I bought it anyways. And I do that. That is not a, an outlier in my purchase history. I buy crap like that all the time that I don't need. So again, be intentional with your choices, right? That's probably one of the best tips that I can give you is just to try and be intentional, really focus on the priorities, then focus on your budget, trying to stay within those things and make sure that you're being intentional with all your purchases and not like impulse buying anything. Um, and another piece of that, like sort of a, a caveat to that is that you need to think about how it fits into your overall strategy too. So you may have a piece of gear that does make sense for like your setup, right? But again, like a good example would be like the cot for my tent, right? Like a cot is a good piece of gear. It solved a problem for me. It fit at the time I was a tent camper, you know, but I wasn't thinking ahead to like, am I going to want to carry all this stuff forever? Right? Like I, as I kept buying more and more stuff, my back seat kept getting more and more full until I hit a breaking point where I'm like, I can't even put a kid in here. This is crazy. I got to come up with a different solution that doesn't involve so much stuff. Um, I was looking at my needs. I was looking at the important things that I needed to solve for, but I wasn't looking at the long term. So then I ended up going through multiple hammocks. I ended up going through multiple tents. I ended up going through multiple sleep setups for tents. I slept in the truck a little while. Then I switched to rooftop tent. The rooftop tent is probably like the ultimate for me. It's super quick to set up. I can keep my bedding in it. It's a little bit warmer at night. If I get a diesel heater, which is kind of the plan here for my winter camping, it can be really, really comfortable with no condensation in it. So like, you know, I finally got there, but I had to make a bunch of mistakes and waste a bunch of money the whole way to it. Um, so again, be intentional. Think about like your future plans. Like if you know you're going to go rooftop tent, do not spend a ton of money on gear for hammock camping or gear for tent camping or a cot or whatever. Unless you know you can recoup it somehow. If you have people that are going to buy it from you when you're done or something, maybe. But like for the most part, try and think intentionally about where you're going with your setup. Um, so that was pretty much it, guys. Those were the kind of the three things that I wanted to hit. Again, priorities, budgeting, and then being intentional in your setup. Um, I hope that that stuff was helpful for you. I hope if you're a new overlander and you're trying to get into it and you don't want to waste a bunch of money and you want to be efficient in your purchases, that this is good for you. Um, I would love it if you'd post up in the comments down below. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know if I missed anything, right? If you guys have other tips that would be helpful, I'd love to hear from you. Um, down in the description below are links to all my featured partners. Amazing, amazing companies. Definitely go check them out. 
Also links to Facebook, Instagram, the podcast if you're on YouTube, YouTube if you're on the podcast. Um, Patreon page is amazing. Again, for new overlanders especially, it's growing, growing, growing. We're getting more and more people every month. I would love to grow that to a really big point where we've got tons of amazingly like interested weekend warriors just kind of helping each other and building a community. So definitely check that out as well. And then there's also the Newbie Overlanders Facebook group. Totally free to join. Come and hang out in there. Again, a lot of newbies and a lot of experienced people helping the newbies. So it's just a great uh, sort of group discussion. And we'd love to have you. Um, But again, thanks for watching and we'll see you guys next week. Take care.